Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. It's, uh, I mean, well, as we're recording, we're like midway through the horror month and everything. And, uh, yeah, I, I really, I, I'm not sure as you guys agree that this is a great month mm-hmm. generally I mean, for, for genre it stuff. Would, so. It would have been better if Halloween ends in the fucking suck. Oh boy. You're going to, you're going to rip that, that scab off already. I, yeah. Um, and I scored it lower than you did. I fucking despise that movie. Whoa. Okay, I still, I still haven't seen it yet, so no overt spoilers. But I'm, wow. I, I, I just, that. I just, I, you know, without getting into any spoiler territories, I can't even fathom that this was how that they envisioned this legacy trilogy. I, I, it feels like a knee jerk. Like we're gonna change everything. We're just gonna, we're gonna fuck around with stuff. We're gonna introduce a brand new fucking character. Like there's just so much wrong with this movie, mm. and. Like I, I can't wait till we've all seen it or the statue of limited because I have so much to say about it. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I'm get, I'm feeling like like because I, I like kills and I I know I know we generally enjoyed kills. Um, but I almost feel like the tipping point of oh shit it's gonna go bad was happening in kills and we just didn't see how bad it was going to go. Um, and I will say that ends without spoilers. Is not scary and not a slasher. Oh, yeah. so so maybe I shouldn't even watch it. and I should just pretend Halloween that kills. It doesn't exist. Is is the, the end and Michael Myers just wins? He just wins. That's the Halloween. <laughs> but does he? Halloween he series. But does he? You know what I mean? Like like that like because because what whatever he does into is a fucking no consequence. But it like when it comes to three, like it doesn't feel like he had any consequence on anything. And well, speaking of no consequence, I mean. It's, I don't think it's a big spoiler to say, like, Aaron's death at the end of Kills doesn't even matter. It, it means all. nothing. It means fuck yeah. all. It means a picture on the wall. That's it. Yeah. So that's like, so disappointing. They had so much continuity from the early Halloween movies in Halloween Kills that you'd think they were paying attention to that continuity moving into the literal next movie in the series. <laughs> but then they take a four-year jump, and then just the weirdest shit happens. Like, it doesn't even make any any sense, like, at all. Like, it just... So, I just... I I I I can't even believe it. But I feel like the best part of the movie was the opening credits, which were really cool looking. Uh, the fact that they're using Halloween three font on it, which I thought was fucking cool too. And they have like an, an, a a Marvel Studio esque Blumhouse thing at the start that I kind of really dig. Yeah, um, yeah. The best part of the movie was the reshot ending, which. Really, when you think about it, it doesn't jive with the rest of the movie. No, but it doesn't really, at all. It, yeah. uh, but it, it, work, it works because it's probably the best part of that movie. So, <laughs> like, like, the last 30 minutes of that movie are, like, pretty solid. Everything else is just, no. 
I, I, and without getting too spoilers, it, it's like they touted it as, oh, this is the final showdown between Murray and Michael, and that accounts for maybe 10% of the movie. Yeah. And I won't even tell you what the other 90% consists of, but just telling you that, like, that's that's what they touted this movie as. And it, it's like, yeah, it's it's not bad at all. So, well, yeah. They were originally going to continue, like, directly from the end of Halloween Kills at one point with this, like, the direction of the how he ends weren't they am i misremembering that where originally yeah. the plan was to film something that happens directly after the end of halloween kills but then something happened and they had to change the whole story or something but i know it's always meant to have a time jump uh, okay i don't know where i read that never mind but yeah it, it's just yeah we should one day we'll have to talk about it we'll know straight on spoilers but yeah, yeah i can't it, wait i can't wait for that i feel like i need it as like a catharsis like I, it's like <laughs> it would cleanse my movie soul um yeah even hellraiser the, the latest one was not good either and i'm like uh, i haven't seen it it's funny we're gonna be talking about david bruckner um but i haven't seen it yet but i'd say i'd say more than than ends um, Halloween, I mean, sorry, Hellraiser is a little bit more uh, divisive, it feels like, um, because there are people that generally really like it, and then there's people that don't like it, right? So, more so, I'd say that there's a more even split than there is on Halloween Ends, because I do know people that liked Halloween Ends. I have not ventured to talk to them about it, but... <laughs> most of what yeah. I've been seeing, at least from the people that I follow, like, reviewers on YouTube, most people don't seem to like Ends very much. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I, I love Danny McBride so much, but they, but this is, might be one of the worst things he's ever written. That's so disappointing. Yeah, and David Gordon Green, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about Corey. I don't care about Corey. <laughs> Maybe now we can get a proper sequel to Howling 3 season Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Just do a fault that. I was thinking there was a scene with the doctor in Halloween ends, and I was like, why did you not make that Tom Atkins? That would have been so easy. Yeah, it would have made sense. And, and, how, it, I don't even want to talk about the assistant and the doctor. Yeah. Like, everyone is so fucking cardboard cut out. Yeah. Even, even Allison. They completely fudged Allison. They completely fudged Lori. Like, they just... Everyone is so one-dimensional. Even yeah. people that we've already had established better before, and they just fucking ruin them. But <laughs> another conversation for another day. At least yeah. for now, we're talking about something solid, which is trick-or-treat. So. Mm. Uh, yes. Catharsis. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. It was very nice after watching Hellraiser and uh, Halloween Nights to watch trick-or-treat. You're like, oh, finally, time to watch something good. Um, a holiday classic. Yeah, exactly. One that you can watch with the entire family. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the official summary of Trick or Treat is five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. An everyday high school principal has a secret life with a serial killer. A college virgin might have just met the guy for her. A group of teenagers full of being prank. A woman who loathes the night house to contend with her holiday obsessed husband. And a mean old man who's a match with a demonic supernatural trick or treater. And yeah, that's that's trick or treat for you. Uh, I, mean, I always enjoy. I was a little late to the game on trick or treat, but eventually I did watch it. I was like, this this movie rules. So, um, yeah. What was that? When was the first time we all watched uh, trick or treat? 
Um, I think uh, it was because I was working at the video store at the time that it came out. Uh, and it was a direct-to-video release, but I knew I, I'd already like heard about it, and the anticipation was pretty big because I believe it was one of the first war, if not the first Warner premiere movie. Um, yeah. Uh, and oh, I was really excited for it, and I believe it also was locally shot in the Lower Mainland as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah, I was I was really excited for it. So we got the Blu-ray, we got the uh, sorry the DVDs and everything early. Uh, so I remember picking that one up before it hit shelves on the Tuesday, and uh, when I watched it, I was like, "Why wasn't this in theaters?" It just yeah. really played. I, I think I felt like like there was like a slow rolling of genre movies to being relegated directed video. Once I watched it, I was like, "No, this is not a good trend to have this not playing in theaters because." I still have never seen it in a theater. I, I like if the Rio or anybody played it. Like, I, it, it just it feels like an audience film for sure. Mm-hmm. Ooh, especially yeah. the Rio, I'd be down to see it yeah. instantly. Yeah, a lot of cosplay people. Oh yeah, as Sam and everything. Like, it oh, was... I'd get the big robot costume. That's what I would. Yeah, big cumbersome thing that looks so uncomfortable to move around in. That would be I, so much fun. I mean, how stylish is the, like the, to go off? But like, how stylish is this freaking movie? I mean, just look at Anna Paquin's outfit and this oh movie. yeah yeah i, I promised more. myself i promised myself for best performance that i wouldn't base it off how hot and or canadian people are oh, so more. we're gonna we're i'm gonna have a decision to make when you talk. <laughs> I, I will profess my my love for anna packman though mm. it is oh, uh lord it is kind of funny that murder premiere was like basically a, a dumping ground for like really terrible movies and amongst them there were like some solid dc animated stuff and then this, but like, yeah, there was like a ton of Lost Boys sequels and like mm-hmm. Scooby Doo movies and stuff. And like, yeah, most of them are obviously not great movies, but yeah, rest in peace at least. More uh, <laughs> proof here. I mean, your your only good uh, offspring from that was Trick or Treat, uh, and not one of the fifty Scooby Doo movies you made. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. The first time I watched Trick or Treat, I I it was like three four years ago something like that like it, it, i had not seen it in a while like I, I think for me it was mostly because i had been spoiled on most of it just because people told me like oh yeah you know like i really like a whole lot of characters and uh you know all the, the spoilers and stuff on it and i was like oh god you don't need to see this movie so you've been spoiled on it and i finally did watch it i'm like ah even with the spoilers i still enjoy it and i do think if i had not been spoiled on it at all i probably would have enjoyed it a bit more but i mean the circumstances I still managed to enjoy it, even though I knew most of the spoilers about it. Like I kind of knew how the stories all connect and you know the overall story of it all. And I was like, okay. But yeah, I think even to watch it and like uh, there's still moments in it that like still get me like I uh, one of my favorites is when the kid uh, like at the beginning like eats the candy and starts puking blood on all in like a minute and like this is just great. Yeah, I feel like I also got on a bit late. Like I, I remember it was after we had uh, I started doing this podcast, but I had officially watched it. Maybe even that first Halloween after I started this podcast. But I think I just watched it on either streaming or I downloaded it or something like that. Um, but this this movie is definitely right up my alley. I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't get spoiled, but I agree with your sentiment that for, for a movie like this, it's just kind of fun regardless of whether you know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. Although I, there are times when I forget that the old man, Mr. Krieg, was the bus driver, even though there are there's foreshadowing and stuff like that, because it's like just something quick that happens at the end of the movie where you kind of realize last minute that it's him. 
Um, yeah. I, sometimes I forget that twist, and then it happens, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good twist. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, the movie even works even if it doesn't all connect, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, when you kind of start to realize that there is, like, a bit of a connectedness in the whole story, it works pretty well, but even if it doesn't, it's still a pretty solid set of stories that we'll come around to. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that kind of ties everyone together is this underlying notion of Halloween spirit kind of getting its own revenge, right? So even yeah. if there wasn't story plots that connected everyone together, there is still that thread of just Halloween that runs through everything that I think does a really good job of tying up everything, too. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got a couple emails. Uh, the first is from Darren, who says, which is your favorite segment? Don't make me choose. That's, oh. that's just me, Derek. Why did you do that? Yeah. It's, it's one of those rare anthologies where there really isn't a weak point to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just dig the whole thing. I, I, I anticipate, especially when you, because I've rewatched this film multiple times, and there's like, I anticipate certain points in this movie. So it's like, it's hard to choose because there's something in every, every story that really gets me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's little bits that I can kind of pick out of each different storyline. That kind of is like, oh, I like this, but oh, I also like this, but oh, I also like this one a lot. So, I don't yeah. know. If, if I was going to have to choose, I'd probably say the principal's story is is fun to me, especially for how interconnected he is with other people's stories. And just that, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to Best Kill, but just the, the, when he's digging the grave and he just keeps, like, stomping on that kid, it's just so brutal, but also, Nick, yeah. in a way that it's just, like, this movie is just charming. Yeah. If I had to choose one, it would probably be, like, the old man at the end, just because, like, you get, like, a really good, like, action sequence with him and Sam, and mm-hmm. it works so well, like, that's, like, this old, this old man, and, like, Sam, is just, like, this little tea thing, and, like, I don't know, it was, like, the reveal we see Sam's face, it's just, like, this, like, gnarled up, like, pumpkin face thing, you know, like, oh, it's so cool. like, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's the most rewarding to watch for, at least, like, entertainment sense, pure mm-hmm. thing, but I, I, I don't want to take away from the other ones. Like, I kind of hate saying, like, this one's my favorite, but the other ones suck. Like, no, they're all <laughs> It's just, that one's the most rewarding to watch. Just keep it, like, it's just so much fun from start to finish. And don't bury the lead that it's Brian Cox as the old man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who is, like, yeah. one of the greatest character actors currently working today. If you haven't watched Succession, like, get on it. Um, but the thing I love, and it's, it's a thread in, in Doherty, Doherty's horror films, is there is a mean-spiritedness to his films that is so fun. Mm-hmm. It's it, You should not have this much fun, fun being so mean. But yeah. he does. He pulls it off every time. And, uh, yeah, you got to love him for it. Yeah. I also just think uh, the 2000s were Ryan Cox's time to shine and made Super Troopers, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, uh, <laughs> so good though so good I mean even his performance in Super Troopers like if somebody else says shenanigans I'm going to shoot them in the face yeah alright Patricia asks so glad you're covering this I'm a huge fan of the movie it's become an annual Halloween tradition to watch every Halloween yep. do you have any movies like that for yourself Ooh, for me, Ginger Snaps is one of my Halloween movies. I love Ginger Snaps. But this one, Trick or Treat, is also a Halloween classic for me. Like, it just, it, it brings up those, like, fears of walking around in the middle of the night. Like, I don't know, just all the Halloween things. It's, it's so stereotypical. Kind of like watching a Christmas story on Christmas, you know? Like, it's just, it yeah. brings up those same feelings, and it's just so great. 
I think for me, it's got to be Halloween 3, just because like it centers around the holiday, and Tom Atkins is amazing, and that movie's very underrated. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 it's, there's some parts of that movie that are a little cheesy, but I don't care at this point. Like, uh, yeah, I'm a Halloween 3 diehard. I even, I even said before, it's probably my favorite in the franchise, which I think some people will think is blasphemy, but I stand by it nonetheless. But, uh, yeah, Season of the Witch is just some fun. And even Halloween is just like, we're going to grip on the title title card uh, mm-hmm. on for, for the which got me all excited. I thought, wow, baby, Tom Atkins is going to appear in this. And then, nope. No, but um, um, uh, Diana Prince did. Yeah, yeah. And she actually said on Twitter, too, that her cut scene got, or her kill scene got cut, but apparently it'll be in the uh, deleted scene, so. Which feels like too little too late, but anyway, digressing. Yeah. On that one again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I any of any of the classic like the, the the giants like your like Nightmare on Elm Street or like the forefront dudes Candyman, uh, which as we're recording this turns thirty years old today, um, or uh, Return of the Living Dead is a really good one. It's just like fun and campy and a little bit ridiculous. Um, more of a, a crowd pleaser. See, it's tougher in my household because I'm the only horror fan. Right. So you just yeah. kind of you, you kind of got to pick and choose the easier ones to digest. Um, but yeah, anything cloud like I, I used to really like watching Dead and Buried around Halloween. Yeah, so we've already covered on the show. Yeah, that one's great, and that's yeah. a horror movie that I always think people get a little surprised by too, because in their minds they're like, ah, oh, this isn't too gory, but it's, I would actually argue that movie's more gory than anything super gory. Yeah, like just just the whole like the the the. An entire town coming after you. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go on to awards. Does anyone have a favorite line from this movie? I like... A lot of good ones. Yeah, I like... Uh, especially upon rewatch, the conversation that the werewolf girls have in the dressing rooms when they're getting into their costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of fun little tidbits of uh, kind of revealing who they actually are without being... Like giving it away. Um, and then I like uh, the principal's line when he's sitting on the steps with the kid and the kid's eating the candy and he's like, oh, wait, that's right. There's another tradition, a very important one. Always check your candy. And then the kid just starts vomiting. I, that, for some reason, always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I the one where Billy says to uh, his dad, like, let's carve a scary face this time. And then yeah. Out, it's even like, ah, oh, I love that. Everything's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, poor, poor Billy's an orphan now. I wonder if he's gonna just continue on with his dad's legacy. I mean, yeah, he seemed pretty okay with it. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the ever perpetually rumored trick or treat, too. Uh, maybe that, that'll be a segment. We just follow Billy around trying to, as he tries to find his dad's killer while also yeah. killing. It's just, yeah, I guess we should touch on the fact that Trick or Treat 2 has been rumored almost more times than a continuation for Firefly. So, (laughs) both are in that sphere of, like, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, Oh, it's got some Cloverfield vibes to it, too. Yeah, like, it's just at this point, I'm like, I doubt it's ever going to happen, but, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's stuff I would love to see a trick or treat too. And especially if like they brought back like you yeah, have some characters or story events with this one kinda of continued off of them. Maybe introduce some new ones, it could be a lot of fun, but 
maybe as an HBO Max great up here in Canada original. That would be yeah. that would be there you go. There you go. Uh best performance. I mean that's the top one. There's some really good ones in this. I really like Dylan Baker in this movie. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say him too. I really like the principal character. He's yeah. just so he's just so fun and creepy. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. just there's there's like a and it's something that Dylan Baker has done. He he doesn't mail in any role. He like this is this is a guy that that uh, I mean he he's he's done work with Sam Raimi, obviously with the Spider Man movies. Um, he's done work with Todd Salons with Happiness and 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 some of the most disturbing stuff with that filmmaker. He always brings it, no matter how small his role is. And uh, Trick or Treat has got to go on his all time grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, like, as much as I, I like Brian Cox in this quite a bit, actually, but I think, like, when I think of Dylan Baker, I think this is probably the most well-known role of his, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion. Like, he has good roles where he's part of ensembles and stuff, but, like, this is probably the closest he's ever gotten to, like, a huge kind of role. Like, there's, role, there's like, movies like Happiness or Revolutionary Road, but, like, I don't know. To me, like, Kirby Creed is his probably most prominent role. I think for good reason. Like, he's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Cool. Also, oh, shout, out, shout out. Oh, I, I have to give an honorable mention to both Anna Packing and Temo Pedicat for being yeah. hot, hot Canadians in this movie. Hell yeah, hot Canadians. And I believe, is Rochelle Ayers Canadian as well? I think she might be. Probably. I, I feel like there's probably other Canadians in this cast, especially since it was shot in Vancouver. And I know that um, a lot of the background extras are part of the, oh shoot, what's it called? The the big big Halloween thing that they do in Vancouver every year. Or oh, uh, Fright Nights. Uh, not Fright Nights. It's it's an actual, like, everyone gets dressed up and, like, walks around the city or something like that. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember the, no, there's, like, a specific, I'm totally butchering this, but <laughs> they're, all, they're all, like, Vancouver locals who dress up right. every year um, for, for a Halloween event. And I thought that was super fun to, to specifically use them as extras in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, let's see here. Uh, best kill. I don't know, I guess the kid puking his guts out, that is pretty fantastic. That's, that's a good one. I really like, like, I, I, I mean, Taylor already alluded to it, the kid getting stung, just yeah. <laughs> brutalized by uh, Dylan Baker. Yeah, I like, too, the, um... The Halloween hating wife. I like how it kind of loops around at the end of the movie, becomes the beginning of the movie, and then we see her get the lollipop to the throat. That was always pretty mm-hmm. gnarly too. And just the way that her husband finds her, just like pulling the, the sheet down and she her head. Yeah. Okay. Um let's see here. Uh Dumbest Decision in this movie. Uh, the college girls want, I guess, the, the dudes in that situation would be pretty, but I mean, it's just kind of like, it's using sexuality to, to lure them, right? Like, yeah, they've obviously never heard of stranger danger before. Yeah, right? Yeah. I guess also, uh, blowing out the candle in the jack-o'-lantern at the beginning of the movie was a, a pretty dumb decision. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I, I for me, I think it has to be but it says take one candy, you just take, like, I think handful. That's just, like, oh, that's bad news for if I do that. That's all the rules, man. I said take one candy, take one candy. What are you doing? Taking 
big old handful. It's just rude. Yeah, you might accidentally wind up with candy that's been poisoned. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I think it's time to rate this. What's everyone thinking for a score, which I imagine will not be too low. How could it be? I'm going to go ridiculous. I'm going to be like, this is a 10. Like, I really love it. It doesn't pale any time I watch it. Um, it still hits on all cylinders. Like I said, I said earlier, I still have anticipation for parts to happen. It's fun. And, and um, like, isn't that what movies are supposed to be at, about at the end of the day, especially horror movies? Aren't they supposed to be fun? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Ooh, your 10 is making me want to go 10. Ooh, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to say 10. I'm pretty sure on Letterboxd, I technically rated it a 9. But I'm going to change that because I agree. Like, I, I can literally throw this on anytime, and it's yeah. just so much fun. Um, and there's nothing about it that I go, oh, I hate this part. I'm going to skip through it. Like, I I just want to watch all of it, and I would rewatch all of it at any point in time. So, yeah, I think that counts as a 10 for me, too. I mean, and it doesn't hurt that there's some good-looking people in this movie, but, you know, that is exactly. what it is. Yeah. Um, I'll give this, I'm not going to break into 10, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I guess for me, it does kind of feel a little dated at times. Like, I, you know, not too majorly so, but I think, like, as it gets older, like, some parts of it just seem a little dated and a little cheesy. Not much. So it's, I give it, like, a 9 out of 10 still. It's still very good. But, yeah, it's just, I don't think it's, it's held up to time nearly impeccably, but I still... Like, would argue, this is if you haven't seen this already, A, right, listen to this episode, B, stop what you're doing, go watch it. So, yeah, if anything, for for Don Baker and making kids vomit until they die, that's just hard. <laughs> All right, uh, Steve, where can people find you? Yeah, uh, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and I believe Letterboxd at the Steve Dead. You can find my website, steve.ca. And I'm on The Shift every week with Shane Hewitt. Uh, that's uh, across Canada, 11 p.m. Pacific time. Find out uh, where is broadcasting in your area. All right. And Tara, what can you find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me mostly on Instagram or Twitch under the username TechRoNumicon. Um, I'm posting when new episodes go up now. I stopped that tradition for a while, and I'm starting back up again. So uh, follow me on Instagram if you want. Uh, reminders for when the episodes go up. And where else am I on the internet? I have a blog, blog that if anything else is going on, I'll post about it there. And I upload scores for the movies and sometimes reviews on Letterboxd as well under the username CerseiAnnick. Nice. Uh, I'm over at 3 almost every other day. I've got the content going up, including my full review on Halloween Ends. And uh, Love is Blind, season three, that hot new show that everyone loves. Yeah. That's fun, trashy TV. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, so Breaker, I'm on Redbox, Breaker, Blah, Blah. I update both whenever I actually end both updating. And uh, yeah, I'm sometimes on 630 Chad out of Edmonton and then CPMW. Uh, here, back to there sometimes, so check those out too. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Thank you.